0: Hello, I'm Anne Doyle, and you're listening to Pos Vibe Podcast, a podcast for HIV-positive people, their friends, family, and allies. We're so glad you could join us. Here are your hosts, Veda Lady, the most beautiful woman in the world, in her price range, and Robbie Lawler, the pride of the coom. Veda! (laughs) Veda! We're back. Bareback. <laughs> <Bear, bear, bear. laughs> We're bare back again. Isn't it so
1: good to be here? It's, well, I live here. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Hi, folks. Hi. You set the scene for people. Where are we? We're broadcasting from my living room. Mm. Um, yeah. And we are recording at home because we got this equipment when we went to Sydney to record while we were there, and we thought, hey, we could put it into use while we're here. It's a rainy day, and it's it's kind of nice in here. It is beautiful. The candles are lit, and so are we. It's very... <laughs> 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 we are drinking a glass of uh, Prosecco, in fairness. You are the hostess with the mostest, for sure. Uh-huh.
0: But I love the ambiance in here. Like candles are, candles are lit. It definitely feels witch vibes, and I'm definitely feeling that. It.
1: Well, it's quite eclectic. <laughs> <right there laughs> yeah. It so, reflects my love life. <laughs> I'm eclectic. Speaking of love life, you're the love of my life, Robbie, and we haven't been mm-hmm. doing any activism or not much stuff together since Pride. We kind of had a big blowout at Pride, right?
0: Oh, I, I needed a good few weeks off after Pride, I think, <laughs> just because it was so brilliant. And I um, but to run up the Pride and everything we've been doing during Pride, I, I actually definitely feel like I needed to let the nerves settle a little bit because I think we ended the season on a high. We did uh-huh. such amazing work during Pride, but now we're back and we're gonna. Yeah, a
1: super high, really. Yeah. Pride was mind-blowing, folks, uh, to see such a wonderful group of outpaws people together in the streets <sighs> with their beautiful placards oh, and gorgeous non-binary finery. Yeah. Their best <laughs> lives. It was great. And to be fair, to be honest, the crowds were loving it and really giving us all of the love. And that was so moving to mm. me. Even remembering it now, I'm a little mm. bit Getting choked up. up.
0: But for the first time that I know, people said, I'm living my HIV, I want Dublin to know it. <laughs> you know, they really uh-huh. wanted to stand there proud. And the signs that were made were brilliant and they were made by people in the Paz vibe tribe. Like it was just so inclusive and beautiful. And the hottest day of the year too. So I was like And the hottest guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were
1: hotter than a spoon in Demi Lovato's house. So- <laughs> 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 Um, Oh, my God. Anyway. Well, have
0: you been up since Pride, by the way? Well, you first. Me? Okay, but I think my life's been a little bit boring, to be honest. I've been um, writing up the PhD. I'm in the last, like, 500 metres of the PhD. I'm doing the discussion. I'm having 10 mental breakdowns a day. My relationship's hanging on a thread. (laughs) Um, But by 7th of November, it has to be in. So I, I just really cannot almost leave my house, except for when I see you. Great. Um, so, yeah. That's so I house. I also went to Altogether Now and had like one of the best like grounds of my whole entire life. There's lots of profound things happening. But actually, what I wanted to say from Altogether Now Festival is just how many people came up to talk about how much they loved Puzzify podcast and how much they loved the movie How to Tell a Secret. Oh, wow. It was actually quite overwhelming, especially when I wasn't in my right white- like mine, for <laughs> <laughs> to talk to anyone and they want to talk with the ins and outs of the movie out the secret but it was really just um, it was really just so wholesome that the, the podcast and the movie has reached so many people. It's yeah. actually overwhelming,
1: to be honest. I agree, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have experiences like that too. And and yeah, it's yeah. every day almost. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing. So Keep them thank coming. You. Thank you for that. Yeah, We're very approachable, so do come and talk to us about it. However, okay. what have you been up to? Well, I speaking of needing a hug, I needed a hug when I came home from holiday. Oh. I had the most amazing holiday. I went to Fire Island with our... Pause 5 member, co-host, mm. voice over artist, animatronic to celebrate her birthday and wow. see her DJ. And I stayed in this crazy sort of sex palace called um, the Belvedere. <laughs> and had a wild Probably time. Not Belvedere College. <laughs> I <found> the police. <laughs> no, Belvedere College. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and I went from there to Provincetown and had a few days of absolute glamour in Provincetown. It's a super gay mm-hmm. beach resort. And then uh, the wheels came off my holiday when I discovered that I had Shigella, which is an STI, folks, which is basically like a very extreme type of food poisoning that you get from, in my case, rimming. I do mm-hmm. love a good... I'm like a rimmer dancer. I'm like the <laughs> Michael Flatley of eating ass. And, and And I got Shigella While staying in My beautiful friend John's beautiful house And there's nothing worse than Having explosive diarrhoea mm-hmm. Apart from having Explosive diarrhoea In somebody else's Posh oh, house no. In Town. <laughs> I like the, the molten brown bathroom oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about the soap <laughs> like, at one stage I invented the world's first infinity toilet it's like an infinity Stop. swimming pool you know oh, like oh, the water oh, comes oh. right up to the edge well, it was an infinity toilet but luckily for me it stayed in the bowl And I lived then For the last couple of days Of my holiday On mashed potatoes And Baileys on ice So <laughs> and, heaven To be honest <laughs> And I uh, By the time I got back To Dublin I was so dehydrated I had Madonna hands and no. I was like I weighed nothing Ooh. and I was really sick so I just wanted to tell people about Shigella to watch out for mm-hmm. it and the way to avoid getting it is to wash everything wash your hands wash your sex toys wash your asshole mm-hmm. um, and you can also get it from toys you can get it from hot tubs you can get it from all kinds of places mm-hmm. doorknobs even but okay. that's not how I got it <laughs> and, and if you get it it can be it helps quite easily by an over the counter type antibiotic mm-hmm. situation, so mm-hmm. go to your GP or whatever mm-hmm. um, and it 's not a terrible thing once you 're medicated. but the problem is you 're going to think it's food poisoning for at least the first twenty four maybe forty eight hours. Um, And it only gets worse and it goes on for five to seven days. So after five to seven days of that, you really are a physical and emotional wreck. So watch out for Shigella. Anything you want to add about Shigella, Robbie? Um, So basically it
0: is, it's horrible to get. And and people do think it's food poisoning because they don't think they can get an STI from rinning. You know, they could do everything right, Uh quotation marks. Um, but it, it can be just from rimming or like if people's fingers are everywhere, you know yeah. they might not wash completely f- uh, fully afterwards. After I got it, I got a call from the public health doctor And they wanted to know if I was at any barbecues because You know, you're going out, you're serving food for people you, you might not wash hands and that's how many people can get it. Now, the thing about Shigella, as you said, is very treatable and um, there is some sort of antibiotic resistance Shigella going around and actually in Dublin you probably see posters in Ireland I should say Um, there is a shigella outbreak out there so there is a lot lot of shigella going around especially in the queer community so just watch out if you have gastro issues after sex after a few days of sex well maybe think that it could be shigella what they'll ask for in an sgi clinic is a stool sample and it's never nice to collect your stool and to hand it in to the lovely but it's easy when you have shigella But when you have to scoop it into a little bit, anyways, it's rotten. But it's better to know, it's better to get treated, because a, um, a lot of the time, Shigella passes by itself, right? So it, it's cleared naturally by the body. But if it's not cleared, as we know how awful it is in the body, and it can have long-term effects, it can get into the bloodstream, it can be really, really damaging. So if you think it might be Shigella, go get tested, go to your local sexual health clinic. And don't feel bad about it, it's just rimming at the end of the day. Yeah, tell your fella. Tell your fella, it's you a gala. If you've got
1: you gala, tell your
0: fella. But you know what I love about you, Veda, is um I went to your show when you came back because I wanted to see you and our good friend Mick uh, Nick was home who held us up in Australia for a long time. So held, us held us up. Held us up Still had the handcuff marks. And um You were just saying it to all these, you know, queers in the area about your Shigella and I'm just like, we just need to destigmatize this completely. It was just phenomenal for me to say.
1: Yeah, I think on our journey of activism, one thing that I've learned that I love about myself is just to be really honest, (laughs) you know, just really open. And then I think when I learn something, it's good that other people learn it too. And like you said, there is a Shigella outbreak. Yes at the moment, not just here in Dublin, it was Mm -hmm. all over the place in Provincetown and Fire Island. Mm -hmm. Um, Because of things like rimming, but also because of things like hot tubs and swimming pools and those kinds of sauna situations Mm -hmm. where it's very easy to spread that stuff, so. I just wanted everybody to know, wash your hands and wash Wash your your (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Take fiber supplements. Yeah. But did you have a good holiday overall? I had an amazing, amazing holiday, yeah. I really had a great time. But I missed us and I missed Mm. this and I'm really happy to be back. I missed our tribe and Mm. we've been adding to our tribe recently. We've met some amazing new people who've Mm -hmm. been hanging out with us and we want to introduce you to one of them Mm. today. Can we introduce?
0: And I, I always say people are gorgeous and handsome. You are definitely gorgeous and handsome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so so guest. <laughs> Can we introduce
2: Kiro Rodriguez? How are you? Hi, I'm good. Did I get thank that you. name right, Kiro Rodriguez? Kiro Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, born Kieran Mulligan, and then I picked up a few last names along <laughs> the way. Oh, I love it. Tell us about <laughs> them. The yeah. Tell us what yeah.
1: ones and how did you get them?
2: So I've got uh, Pereira Rodriguez. A in Portuguese it would be Rodrigo Sperre, And then you've got Mulligan Which is my OG uh-huh. Name And then Kiro is a nickname That my dad made up for me When I was a child But it kind of came in handy When I started to Live outside of Ireland And people could not pronounce it Oh okay uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Or could not pronounce My, my actual name So uh, And then it kind of stuck And uh-huh. I started using it And uh yeah,
1: so. and it's like an Anna Delvey sort of drag name situation. A little, a little know, bit, yeah. Which I love, and and totally so, I'm Veda for quite Yeah, for yeah. I, I love that. I love as queer yeah. people we get to invent ourselves in mm-hmm. so many ways. So I embrace it, and of course, it also is your married name. It is, so, yeah. And I'm, I'm not gonna like the, I, the I community had been the, the straight community have been doing that forever using yeah. their married names, but yeah. when when we do it, I think it's even sexier. <laughs> I agree, <laughs> yeah. And there's um, an element of mystery about having a kind of a, a nickname or a, or,
2: or a drag name or a, a stage mm-hmm. name or a, like an alternate name, I think so. Uh-huh. I think so too. I will not lie that I, I enjoy that a little bit. It's a sexy alter ego, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, ooh, they're full of mystery. Um, <laughs> so you were walking with us at Pride, W Pride. I was.
2: How was it? Amazing. Um, that was probably one of the most public moments for me in terms of my HIV status, I would say. Um, I had been... I heard somebody say this recently, I don't remember who it was, but the thing, kind of describing the stages of uh, disclosure and like for a good while I was um, maybe private about it, but not secretive. I think I, I mm-hmm. there were kind of like, there was a stage where I would have been quite secretive about it very in, in, in the beginning and then that moved to being kind of private about it and I would mention it if it came up, but I wouldn't very proactively put it out there ever and I would probably avoid situations where I had to do that for a while. Mm-hmm. And then... This year during Pride That was probably one of the first times Where I was really Or at least I felt That I was kind of Really putting it out there Very In a, in a very public mm-hmm. way And that felt really amazing Because It was a moment of Just realising How how far I'd come in that Progression mm-hmm. You know um, was All there... the way babe You were all yeah. the way Yeah yeah, In hot pants It was so I hot. was Yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah can can I say like what was the moment that you were like I want to walk,
2: in this? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think it was quite gradual. Like um, Veda, we'd started to kind of connect a bit before that, and then when I heard that that was that that was happening, I kind of just jumped at the opportunity. I felt like, um, yeah. I guess I did. I was just ready to kind of kind of start putting my face out there in that context. Yeah. I guess um where prior to that I, I don't think it was um, so I don't know if there was really a, a, a kind of like a, a moment that kind of like uh, where, I, where I knew for sure okay I definitely want to do this now but when, when the opportunity kind of presented itself it made sense I agree I, I,
0: I hear a lot of people they say do you know I wanted to be out for a while I just didn't know how to be out about, about yeah. it almost you know yeah. so it's great to just to be able to provide space for people to be like actually I am out I am HIV positive who cares like you know yeah. you going to look fabulous while doing it yeah. and I also want to I think that's an important point because um, I always ask people what the eureka moment is and I also I, it's kind of like a trick question because I know it's never a eureka moment for people Eureka was so, eureka was eureka re- yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It it's, of course it's a process you know it, it really has to be gradual but there is kind of one stage maybe where you're like actually, they are in it and I'm ready now you know yeah. it's that kind of like it's it's a gradual process and like actually now's the moment so it's like some maybe sometimes i asked when I ask that question is like was that your eureka moment, um so kind of like bringing it
2: all back to basics if we can here yeah how long have you been living with HIV. Since That I know Since 2014 So that's when the diagnosis was And my age were I was I actually had to do the maths on this today as I was on the way I was, <laughs> I, was I was 22 Wow Yeah I'm Good um, So What happened there was I was in Yeah I think I was just Going into my Or just finishing my Like second last year in university Going mm-hmm. into the final year And I Did a Like a routine Test in the kind of college doctor uh and then the hiv test came back with uh, a weird kind of i think it was not wait wait, Do they phrase it it was um inconclusive i think it was with with the wording yeah and i think that was because maybe maybe the, the 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 doctor there didn't feel that they had the 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 training to maybe disclose that mm-hmm. and wanted to get it checked again or I don't, maybe it was the type of test that they did I, I don't really know um, but then I had to go to, to James's to test again and have it confirmed but I kind of at that stage kind of already was imagining uh, the, the confirmation that I was going to get and I did get it then uh-huh. um, soon after that um, I left, I, I'll never really forget that day actually it was a uh, lashing rain and I think it was in April or May um and then I had to that same day, I walked from Trinity College to uh, James's Hospital in the lashing rain, flooded my face flooded with tears, calling Thiago who was my uh, husband now um he was in Brazil at the time because mm-hmm. he um basically he had spent a year living in Ireland when we met and then went back to Brazil, and I was finishing my degree before I joined him there, mm-hmm. and this happened kind of in that interval and uh yeah and i just remember being on the phone to him kind of completely not making any sense (laughs) Uh um yeah basically crying walking up dame street trying to explain to him what was going on Mm -hmm. um and in some ways i guess i i think i was lucky that i had somebody that i even though he wasn't there physically that i could call straight away and of course you know i mean that the people who probably definitely there are people who don't who don't feel they have that Um, and for for a long time he was the only person who knew uh, can I ask how he took it at the time yeah um, so admittedly neither of us had a whole lot of information Mm -hmm. so um, I I kind of knew that you know it wasn't to use the the term of phrase it wasn't the death sentence anymore that's kind of what was in my mind I was trying to convince myself of that but he also didn't really have a whole lot of information in terms of what it meant going forward mm-hmm. after that. And uh, his reaction, though, was just one of utter support. Like, yeah, I, I don't think I could have asked for a better reaction. Aww. There was no... Zero judgment, zero anything but, um, you know, we'll get through this. That was kind of his his attitude so I and
1: mean, he's right you've been together a very long time yeah. now right
2: yeah over 10 years now crazy yeah, yeah. wow yeah so and yeah because I think it was a year prior to that more or less that we we had met a little bit more than a year
0: yeah so you like if you can say that to someone and they can just show nothing but support, you know you found a good a good egg you know what oh, it yeah <laughs> they're yeah. good people like I, that's what I, can, can we get this true to the listeners don't follow people who are assholes and always make you feel shit about a diagnosis or in your relationship. Because we see it time and time again.
2: Yeah.
0: Get a Tiago. <laughs> that's what you need to get. Get a Tiago. You yeah. know. Get a Morris. You know. Get a Leo. That's that's who you need and that's who you deserve. Don't keep following these assholes who just think about themselves you know you're going yeah. to navigate bad waters because that's what long term relationships are Do you know yeah. things are thrown into your way how can we navigate them together and just the response was just beautiful
1: yeah but that's really wow. sweet though I um, and tell me more about your partner you said you went to live in Brazil yeah so we lived
2: there for a couple of years Um, soon after that so I I I went to Brazil that summer I think that was I think the diagnosis I think was in April or mm-hmm. May and that summer I went for a couple of months and then I came back to sometimes actually when I think back and, and remember that I did this I think oh my god how did you manage but I uh came back then finished my my final year in in university did my dissertation and all of that and um congrats yeah all the while kind of carrying this mm-hmm. secret I suppose because it, uh-huh. it was only it was only Jago really who knew um and what, sorry, were you on medication at the
1: time? Yeah, no. how did you have that? Yeah. that? Yeah.
2: No, I wasn't. And um, I then... So I went I went to Brazil then the following year, kind of, or, or what I thought permanently, or like for a while anyway, we were going to live there, and we did for a couple of years. But when I was there, I didn't. And I have to say, I think I lived in a little bit of little bit of denial, if uh-huh. I'm being totally mm-hmm. honest. Um, yeah. And I felt like starting medication would have been... Um, maybe more acceptance than I was ready uh-huh. to have at that point if that makes sense yeah um, I never so had to boring. navigate that because yeah.
1: it, when when I received my diagnosis they didn't put you on medication right. but I can totally relate to yeah. that it, it makes things very real because when they did introduce meds to my routine I really felt that like now I'm in this uh, now I really am there I've got something yeah. by my bed in my house in my my routine that I didn't have before.
0: I often say that when I was first diagnosed, I had to go on medication straight away. I had a CD4 plant of 237, I yeah. had on my tongues, all this awful stuff. Yeah. And I remember, it was only two weeks into my diagnosis, and I was looking at this big pink pill. And the reason why I think you can't be in denial about it anymore is because once you take it, you have to commit for the rest of your life, you yes. know? Yeah. And the thing about HIV is a lot of the time, you don't feel sick, so why am I medicating against something that I don't feel inside me? Yeah. Maybe the tester's wrong, whatever, I feel yeah. fine, I can get on with life. But once you start taking that pill, becomes a bit more real you, know, you have to like hit,
2: uh, like hit a face on them. yeah for sure and I think I, I was diagnosed at a weird time and between two places that had slightly different approaches as well because I remember being told here that um, they would that I didn't have to start medication straight away and that they mm-hmm. would wait um, if I wanted to until I had a certain CD4 count and a certain you know um, so like I reached a certain level and then we could if I wanted to at that point and we could start medication whereas when I went to Brazil they, they were ta- they were already taking a different approach altogether and they were mm. kind of like well why are you not on medication already and I was kind of going well they told me I didn't have to if I didn't want to and I think I was kind of latching onto that probably for yeah. psychological reasons that I didn't okay. really want to fully commit like you were mm. saying um, uh, at that stage um, Well, it's
1: common it's still happening I, I, we hear from people via social media and, and there's someone I hang out with a little bit these days who was doing great but when I first met him a while back he wasn't taking medication yet mm-hmm. he just wasn't in a place where he wanted to do that or could mm-hmm. get his yeah. head around it or whatever and obviously that's what we want everyone to do Yeah, take absolutely. your meds and yeah. adhere to your meds but it's understandable mm-hmm. and sometimes you just need a little bit of love to get you there mm-hmm. just yeah. like a little bit of support
0: yeah Giro, just to kind of uh introduced timeline that's around 2014-15 is that correct
1: yeah and
2: then i would have started medication when i came back um to ireland so it would have been probably 17 18 maybe that yeah um and i think then once we had kind of made the decision to come back i started to get a little bit real with myself and kind of go okay well when you go back then you're gonna nip this in the butt mm-hmm. and, you know um and, th- and that's what I did then one of the first things within, th- within a week I think I went um, to the guide clinic then and got my uh, test done and kind of i explained what my treatment or I mean, lack, I was going to say lack thereof but it, there was a treatment that was like a, a following up I suppose while I was mm-hmm. in Brazil with the doctors there and yeah then got started on the
0: how did you find medication that? how did
2: you find after being in denial about it if I can use yeah. that quotation marks how did yeah. you feel
0: starting the medication then
2: um, yeah, I suppose it just felt like a, in a way, in a way, I think a sigh of relief because I think I kind of, I, mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, I kind of knew that, like, you couldn't put it off forever. And I don't know how actively I was putting it off either, but it was definitely, it was definitely there. Um, and it was definitely, yeah, it was a sigh of relief for sure because it was like, okay, well, that this is, I'm sorting this now, do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was an element of kind of taking control of it then, I think, because, yeah. I was taking my medication then every day and I, that, I knew that that meant that I could then from that moment on, kind of just have a, whatever kind of life I wanted to have without having to have this sort of hanging over me, if that makes sense.
1: Uh-huh. I love it. Um, something uh, I was just thinking about while you, yeah. were, while you were speaking was, uh, we recently made an Instagram post. I did. A really great one about <laughs> what it's like <laughs> to live with HIV. And that's really, it pushed the button to get us here Obviously, we yeah. wanted to have you here on the, on the podcast and we talked about it before. But when you did that, to me, that's like a call to action for me when I see yeah. people activate themselves and become HIV activists and looking for for somewhere to tell their story or some way to yeah. help. And, you know, that's my kind of people. <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. What mm-hmm. got you to that place where you wanted to, to say something so public?
2: Yeah. Um, I think... Part of it stemmed from that feeling I had during Pride where I kind of had the realisation that I was really kind of sort of demonstrating it in a way that I hadn't before and um, gave me a little bit of confidence, I suppose, because the, I guess the, the, the reaction and the feeling and everything on that day was so positive um, that it kind of, I think, elevated me a little bit um, uh, where I was feeling confident to do something. I had wanted to, to kind of... Put a post up or something for a while but kind of was like oh will I do it now When I do, when will I do it and then it just sort of felt right after that I think um and I'm also just a firm believer that you know speaking about it making people aware in whatever way you can is absolutely key to kind of fighting stigma um because there are some people who would have seen that post and might have already known, might have imagined it because i posted a few kind of HIV related things previously mm-hmm. and maybe were kind of going, "Oh, maybe maybe that's what's going on." and um, some people would have been completely clueless and by me just kind of coming out and saying, "Hey, I have HIV. I have had since 2014." Um some of you have potentially known me all of that time mm-hmm. and you know, there's nothing there's nothing different about me other mm-hmm. than, you know, whatever. I prepared myself for the worst I think mm-hmm. we always kind of do in these mm-hmm. in these situations um but yeah I was astounded it was really positive and I, I think um not, not to make myself sound like some kind of influence, influencer which I definitely am not but it was like probably the most popular and most reacted to and commented posts that I've ever done mm-hmm. um I don't remember the the numbers great it's a great
1: thirst trap I love that yeah <laughs> I love that for everyone yeah. bring it on you it know is. people should support that and you know it should be popular yeah yeah that's great and you know what else I loved about it just as a momager as a tribe mother and um, the reaction of all of the guys yeah. that we yeah. hang out with and mm-hmm. of that the tribe sharing yeah. it commenting yeah. messaging mm-hmm. each other about it it's really lovely to see someone just blossom like mm-hmm. that yeah. you know yeah. because for me and I can only speak for me it was the best decision I've ever made to come mm-hmm. out so publicly about my HIV status it was good for me as well as good for everybody else yeah I can it only say that win
2: yeah absolutely and um, talking about the the other guys and, and the people in the, in the kind of pos vibe tribe um that feels like a family uh-huh. And that is amazing. I, I wanted to, to mention you're that. In now, you're in now. and now, babe. You're in and now. And I'm really happy to be. And just for everyone
0: to know a home, even if you're not ready just yet to be about your status, you're still part of the positive tribe. Still come talk to us, you know. <laughs> We're an open, inclusive family. Yeah. Um but you know, uh, there is a big contingent of activists out activists in the positive tribe mm. and that's the the kind of cohort that you're with. So I just want to say congratulations. I know what on this team of empowerment. Yeah. Have you ever faced any stigma? And I think this is important just to kind of show how powerful you are and now. Like, have, has any? I know it doesn't internalise stigma. Have you felt much of that? But have yeah. you also
2: have people said stigmatising things to you since two thousand fourteen? Luckily, not a whole lot. I think a lot of it is very. Um, it, what, when it happens, I think sometimes it's very. It, it can be quite subtle in my experience. Um, a lot of the time, it's on apps like Grindr, um or score for whatever the other ones, and it it can be as subtle as someone suddenly blocking you for no reason, and it mm-hmm. might be that they have at least that's what I would suspect. Because I, for a while, I've been quite open, and I would have had my my status on my my profile, and sometimes I wonder, oh, did they? Like maybe they'll start chatting and then and all of a sudden they'll they'll just disappear and I wonder if for they, sure yeah no they've, they didn't read it first yeah. of all and then, yeah. then they went back and read it and went oh no no. not happened. every time but I experienced that too yeah you know yeah. yeah so in my experience it's been quite I mean subtle is one way of putting but it's not it's not sort of in your face shouting abuse at you kind of is what I'm getting at it's mm-hmm. not that yeah. it's it's more maybe yeah ignorant I suppose in a way or kind of just um, stuff like that yeah uh, the, the other one would be things like you might get questions being you know around oh but once or twice I've had oh but you're positive question mark like as if how on earth are we gonna do anything if oh, you, know, oh, you yeah. know yeah that kind of that kind of thing oh, where no. it's just just showing like a complete I guess lack of education and information on, on that person it's out there yeah that, yeah. that, that
1: one exact yeah. one too um, yeah, yeah. Wow. it's funny do you yeah. know what else I find is interesting it's not stigmatising necessarily I don't know what it is yet I've got to explore it more in my in my mind but is guys coming uh, uh, approaching me on Grindr and wanting to share their status with me yeah and wanting to have kind of a filthy pause-heavy, sexy kind of conversation and I'm wondering... I can play along just for for fun. I'm mm. not very invested in those things mm. but I feel like if they're talking about HIV in a sex-positive way, I encourage it. I'm like, yeah. you know, I wouldn't necessarily... allow allow anyone to use that language with me but someone who says that they're living with hiv i'm like okay Mm -hmm. go for it But those conversations a lot of the time turn into them blocking you or when you wake Mm -hmm. up the next morning they've disappeared or they've whatever and you never know whether it was a fantasy whether they're Mm -hmm. living with hiv Mm -hmm. whether Mm -hmm. they targeted you because they know about your podcast or whether it was just one of those things where they saw it in your profile, True. you know, yeah. stuff like that. I, I, again, there. I wouldn't say that it's stigma, but it's complicated. Mm. <laughs> People's yeah.
0: relationship with sex, sexual health and HIV is uh-huh. usually complicated uh-huh. in uh-huh. our community for certain, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, that. I read something the other day, I'm going to rob it, it was from Not a Phase organisation who are um, trans rights activists mm-hmm. who I adore, Danny St. James is just my wow. number one role model mm-hmm. as an activist, but their post just said not your surgery, not your business, and I'm gonna rob that and just say, not your HIV, yeah. not, not your, your business, business. Yeah. you know?
0: Do you know what I also heard? John Gilmore put up um, a poster today, we love John, by the way, amazing activist, but um, they said like something, oh, stop putting up PrEP for PrEP online. Now I've never uh-huh. seen that, but like, one day, obviously these people who put that on their profile don't get science, uh-huh. for one, yeah. right? But too, it's just, just like, it's so heavy with internalised stigma. Yeah, H I V. It's, it's yeah. so internalised. Like, it's yeah. like
1: we want to have bareback, but we don't want to have bareback with someone who's positive. positive. And yeah. it's like, okay. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, come on, we five there. condoms there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cop on. Yeah. Ugh, <sighs> anyways.
0: Any other stigma outside of the apps or...
2: Yeah, there was one, um, and this is in a medical setting, and um, typical. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, and again, relatively subtle, and it was something that you know one of those moments when you kind of kick yourself after and think I should have said something, and uh-huh. I I was a little bit stunned in the moment and didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened was I had gone for like to my to like a GP for, uh, um, some blood tests and whatever, and then. Um the doctor was saying to me, "Oh yeah, okay, no, so you're you know, you're HIV positive, whatever, fine." Um and then he said, "Just just make sure you tell the nurse when you go in." Wow. Yeah. And I it I did react and I said, "Yeah, okay, but you know, you know you know that I'm like it's controlled and undetectable, there's no, you know, uh, uh-huh. it's all fine." I really and what I was kicking myself about was that I didn't kind of go down the you know doesn't, you know, don't you take the same care with everyone, kind of, uh-huh. do you know what I
1: mean? Um, Dr. John Gilmore is yeah. fighting um, stigma in the healthcare system tooth and nail.
0: So is our Michael O'D and Eva Collins yeah. actually, yeah, they've all yeah. big projects
1: and that, so well done them. I feel like shame and stigma and fear and all of those things are applied to so many different conditions, mm. so they just should have a better way of dealing with people. Absolutely. and that's that across the board it shouldn't matter if it's cancer or HIV you should have compassion and you you know and you should treat everybody as as the same way that you would like to be treated yourself simple as that I agree so I have no real patience for it but I also really appreciate when the opposite happens I was Mm -hmm. in James' today for an appointment nothing to do with HIV and the the medical professional I was dealing with he said to me are you still taking those antivirals in exactly that oh, way? Yeah. And I really liked it. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I am. And he goes, do you know what kind? And I said, yeah, big Harvey. Big and he was like, okay, cool. And I loved it. A, that yeah. was I still taking them as if it was up to me? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. maybe I'd say no. And if I wasn't taking them, it would have been an opportunity for me to say no, mm-hmm. which is great because people do come off their meds for lots of terrible reasons, you know? And <laughs> secondly, he asked me if I knew the name of them. Yeah. Because in blackout times or in deep depression before in my HIV journey, there's times when I didn't know the name of what pills I was taking. Such yeah, a so smart way of bringing you know? in
0: interpersonal skills into the mm. medical profession.
1: Yes. Uh, Hassan was his name and I loved him. Well done, babe. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh-huh. This is what we need to see. Yeah. Can I bring you back
2: Yes. to <laughs>
0: 2018 when you first started taking your meds? Um, between twenty fourteen to two thousand eighteen, did you start telling more and more people when did you start taking your medication or did you take beforehand? Because I'm thinking about how denialism yeah. might make you not tell people. Oh, yeah. Um like so 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 where where did you go with that? When did you start really coming into your own?
2: Um, I think it was definitely after starting to take medication. Again, I think it was because before that I probably didn't really feel like I had it under control, which I'm intentionally mm. in even medically I didn't yeah. <laughs> um, yeah of course and psychologically I don't think I really did either and I think that was really kind of um, yeah really key for me to kind of get there so mm-hmm. it was definitely after that and then it coincided I think I don't remember you'll you probably know this better than I do but around when sort of you equals you kind of started mm-hmm. to become really take off yeah, yeah. And, and that I mean that was instrumental for me as well in kind of understanding that um, yeah yeah that I was like, I'm not, I'm not contagious. I mean, that's- And incredible. you can
1: have your whole life. You can have your whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have <laughs> your whole life. You can. <laughs> you can have your cake and eat it. I'm I hate you, baby, but don't worry. worry. I can have my whole- uh, You can have your whole life back is what I was trying to say. <laughs> really? You know, yeah. every part of it. Well, even if that's baby making or mm. whatever it is that it might be from person to person. But I think as well, um, with this super sex positive generation, that's mm. been booming in that mm. time that you were part of. If you're living with HIV from such a young age as well at 22, yeah, you're kind of held back from it Absolutely. by yourself, yeah, more more than anything else, yeah. But uh, but you equal well, she was just the key to open that door again yeah. for me for lots of people, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. um, what happened around your time around 2014 2015
0: is when the STAR trial came out. The STAR trial showed. Conclusively, that the sooner you take your medication from point of diagnosis or point of contracting HIV, the better for long-term outcomes. Yeah. So basically, if you get um, HIV, uh, infected with HIV or contracted HIV two weeks ago, you start medication two weeks later, and um, the likelihood of developing like diabetes, certain cancers, but, uh, has lessened an awful lot. But the longer we leave it, more complications may happen. So that's why around 2015 there was a sea change in these guidelines. And we're like, actually get everyone everyone now. Mm-hmm. Previous to that, they wanted because HIV medications were still on patent a lot of them and they were still expensive, they still want to do this kind of cost-effective thing. So they waited till your CD4 count under went under 350. Then they were like, now start your medication. So what we see is actually long-term outcomes um, are better if you start straight away. It's cost-effective that way. A lot of treatments have come off patent or they're cheaper. Um, so, so that's what was happening just in between your... That's where you're getting the dual... Yeah. But for us as activists, we always say it's better to start your medication as soon as possible because you get it under control for yourself.
1: So <laughs> if HIV was gorgeous, Kiro, what yeah. would be the gorgeous thing about it? What's been the mm-hmm. best thing about it for you? It's probably opened my mind a lot and
2: made me think about things and about things in ways that I maybe wouldn't have or might have been ignorant to and I think it's in a, in a way it's made me a better person and a more empathetic person I think in general not to say that I was com- like completely non-empathetic before but I uh-huh. definitely think that I maybe um, if I think of myself before compared to myself now mm-hmm. I'm, I think I definitely would think twice about I don't know, anytime I meet anyone I think there's, there's a level of empathy that, that it kind of unlocked in me I Yes think. There's you no know?
1: I in HIV Yeah Exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you're right It's yeah. a very human thing that happens yeah. when your ego is totally broken down mm. by all of that stigma I think exactly. that was my yeah. experience and then I was humbled but in the best way
0: You're like, who you am I like, to stigmatise others? Yeah Do you yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely But what would you say to people who might be on that journey of when will I start my medication?
2: It's, it's hard to say because I'm saying this with hindsight and I, I don't I, yeah. you know and I, I definitely even the word denial is something that I even recently labelled that that period um, yeah just know that the sooner you kind of grab it by the horns and take control and start and doing things like taking your medication if that's you know what you feel like you're ready to do it will get better and I, I felt that once I was able to do that I could do anything because it was the toughest thing I've had to, I've had to deal with and once I kind of realised actually no, this thing doesn't control me, mm-hmm. I'm in control of it and I think if you can try and envisage
1: that you'll, you'll get there a lot faster. Well said.
0: Thank you. Well said. <laughs> That's
1: the key. The other thing I wanted to ask you about was your partner. Yes. Your partner and you are, like my partner and me, in an open relationship. True. And um, do you think HIV has helped to get you there? Because I think Ooh, HIV helped to get me there. Mm. You know? I think, um, for me, that HIV made me shut down a lot sexually, certainly in terms of having a lot of partners. And it, it cost me a lot of my confidence. Yeah. and it took me a while to get my mojo back but also I think that balance has to come into it so if you swing very far this way to the left and you like put up lots of walls to block all of those things and then you work your way through those issues mm. then you're going to swing very far the other yeah. direction where you're going to feel very free, very generous not very judgmental, maybe not very jealous as yeah. well yeah. and just be able to have this really wonderful open relationship I don't know if I could have gotten there without HIV. Mm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely think it got us back there because
2: there was a time where I think for me that just wasn't really happening because I was afraid, you know, when I wasn't on medication, I was afraid of potentially infecting other people and Mm. then kind of stayed away from that for for a while until I kind of knew that I was a okay and, and ready to go. But I think it definitely did in terms of like what you were saying, kind of got us, yeah, kind of, Again This kind of idea Of like I've faced this I can do this nothing, nothing else Is going to
1: face me uh-huh. Really And um, I think also um, There's a, so much trust Between me and my husband Yeah And the HIV is part of that too Why he is my husband Why mm. I fell so deeply In love with him Was how He accepted me yeah, I can... And protected me Yeah You know and so I trust him so I don't really worry about these hoes taking him away from me yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah. like they could never yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look at this but yeah. you know it's part of our story and it's part of our bond absolutely yeah and the way you kind of took the words that went out there because I think I
2: do think the same thing I think like if we if we got through that and I mean we're we're quite young as well I mean like I was 22 he had just come 23 we got through that we mm-hmm. can get through anything It's not. it's not going to be um, because one of us has sex with somebody else, that's gonna break us up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, kind of just say how liberating it is. Do
0: you know, sometimes I, I hear even after people understand you, equals you. Often times they don't even believe it in themselves. When yeah. I'm talking specifically about different genders. We can talk about. I think, and um, this is like um, it's quite amazing being queer. I mean, if they yeah. live HIV, I think it's easier. But like, for yeah. the women, they have sex without telling someone they live with HIV, and they feel guilty for months after it. Yeah. And we can talk about how it's helped us be open and have sex with other people, yeah. and it's actually liberated us sexually. Mm. And yeah. um, I think maybe the process of unlearning, I can't, I, I can't generalize this at all. Maybe it's mm. just empirically of what I've seen. It's just been, um, as a community, we've helped each other unlearn quite quickly, yeah. and yeah. it's helped liberate us in a way that's freeing for everyone mm. in the queer community, not just people living with HIV.
1: And again, when you were saying that, I was thinking how uh, a lot of the time the issues, the bigger challenges faced by women living with HIV, the issue that needs to be addressed is men, whether they're living with HIV or yeah. not, because what's different in our story is our partners, mm. you know and if if a woman has a partner that she could trust and tell about her HIV status maybe before they sleep together even mm-hmm. and and be supported and accepted that sets the tone and that's gonna build that person up mm-hmm. to a place where they're gonna feel good about it the same way that we feel good about it mm-hmm. but because of the way toxic masculinity works and because of the way the education system has failed mm-hmm. men young men especially mm-hmm. yeah. um women pay the price for that, I think. It's and right. I don't think that's just it's the so feminist in right. me. I think that's just the truth.
0: It's what we see. That's the difference it's between having a
1: gay man as a partner and having a, a straight man and everything that goes with, with that, that, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, it's so hard to pop that societal bubble, cultural
1: bubble. Yeah. absolutely.
0: So where is HIV taking you? Where is life taking you? What, what do you want? Where will we see you in the next five years? Mm. Very good question, because I'm at a
1: bit of a pivotal moment. <laughs> You've <laughs> just way. become redundant, right? I have. Yay! Yay! Not in our lives, lives. Exactly. No. <laughs> no. No, no. Career-wise.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, we used you up now. Really <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of I'm I'm open to, to new things. I'm I've got a few um projects coming up, one of which is with my lovely husband who we talked about. Um so we are can't say too much because it's all top secret, but we are planning a little business idea Um it will be I can say this it will be a queer space of sorts Chagos where the gang goes yes <laughs> <laughs> we're there <laughs> I won't say any more than that there'll be a little the HIV will be in there somewhere as well but yeah so I'm kind of that's keeping me busy Um. who knows I might re-enter the 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 labour market as well who knows I'll see um, activism is something I want to do a bit more of um, and may this be potentially be the beginning the beginning of that absolutely um, of course
0: it is watch this
2: face yeah
0: Carol's taking on Ireland <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and the world well can I just say thank you so much for coming with us thank you both on both this lovely pleasure. journey on the past Five Tribe as our new active beautiful member um, it was so great talking to you today I, I actually think we talked about things we haven't talked about before in this podcast as well like it was really just it's nice having to kiki with you
1: yeah and now that you know where to find us it's yeah. been <laughs> lovely having you here in my home um, thank, you. thank you we're going to wrap things up now mm-hmm. uh, we're not going to release an episode every week at the moment, folks At least we might But we probably won't We're in a very chill vibe But we're running up to World AIDS Day We're going to be releasing A few special episodes Like this one If you want to record with us Reach out to us mm-hmm. um, And we're working on A very special event For World AIDS Day yes. Which is Friday The 1st of December So once we've got All of our little ducks In a row We'll tell you more about that in the meantime, it's great to be back. Back, back, back again. Bare back, back <laughs> again. Stop doing that. Until next time. <laughs> Bye. Stay powerful.
0: And stay positive. That's right, Robbie. Yeah. Positive. 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 <laughs> positive. Oh, my God.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Paws Vibe Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, show us you care by leaving a review wherever you listen. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Paws Vibe Podcast for all the latest news and updates.